Welcome to the Highlander Podcast, a production of the Civic Journalism and Media Making course at the Frederick Gunn School. Our podcast invites guests and Gunn community members to discuss active citizenship and how they have developed strength and character to be a force for good in the world. We welcome you to explore more about the Frederick Gunn School at www.gogun.org. We hope you enjoy the episode. In this episode, Daisy Moriarty meets with Mrs. Conlon and two of the Gunn Scholars, Holly Hay and Georgie Charette, to discuss the Gunn Scholar program, what their individual projects are, and what is still expected to come in the school year. Hi everyone, this is Daisy Moriarty, and today I'm going to be interviewing the Gunn Scholars and Ms. Conlon, who is their teacher. Um, so, would you guys introduce yourselves uh, with your name and grade level? How about we start with Holly? Sure. So my name is Holly and I'm a four-year senior um, here at the Frederick Gunn School. I'm Georgia. Yeah, I joined last year as a junior um, and I'm a senior this year. Hi, and I'm Mrs. Conlin. I am the archivist and library director and also the Gun Scholar Coordinator. Perfect. Um, Ms. Conlin, would you mind telling us what the Gun Scholar program is? Sure. It is a program for seniors um, where we spend a year doing um, an in-depth research project that's based on our sense of place in our school or in our community. So um, typically that's been some sort of historical connection to the Frederick Gunn School or the town of Washington. Um, sometimes it's about an alumni or um another area in the, you know, nearby, like Steep Rock or something like that. Um, so we spend the fall term researching in the archives. Um, and the winter, we write um, a research paper based on what um, research you find within the archives. And then in the spring, um, every student does a presentation at the Rooted Research Conference to share the research that they found over the course of the year. And then at the very end, it all gets wrapped up and published um, as the book that gets added to our archival collection. So all of the work that they put in helps future researchers. That's really cool. Thank you. That was great. Um, so Holly and Georgie, whichever one, one of you wants to go first, could you just tell us what each of your projects are? Yeah, so I can go first. So. Um, for my projects in the fall, I focused on researching about Abigail Gunn, um, and she's actually the co-founder of our school. And so my whole book is basically a biography on her life. So I'm going to be focusing on my first chapter is her family and then like her childhood. So, you know, her upbringing. And then my second chapter, I'm focusing on her young adulthood. So kind of the beginning of the gunnery and how that came to be. And then um, my last chapter is going to be on her widowhood. Um, so this is after Mr. Gunn died. So she actually lived for quite a while after Mr. Gunn died. So I'm focusing on that as well. Um, and I focused on researching co-education in the fall. Um, I knew I was interested in the intersection of like girls and boys in education. And so Diving into that, I started looking at like when our school became co-educational, um, why, like who, what, when, and where, and how, all of those details. And so writing my paper, um, I'm starting with Mr. Gunn's time because that actually was when co-education first started. There was girls in 1850 when the school was opening. Um, 
Um, and I'm talking about Mr. Gunn's values, um, especially because my paper, I'm hoping to show how the modern version of the school makes or is a greater reflection of Mr. Gunn's values than the school has been in the past. Um, and so then in my second chapter, I'm talking about our coordination with an all-girls school down the street, um, which is no longer there, but was a very important part of our community during the coordination. And then later, when we became co-educational after that, we invited a lot of their girls to come to school here. Um, and so then in my Final chapters, I talk about the founding of co-education, the planning, the preparations, and then like also modern co-education and how that has carried us to 2023. Great. I had no idea about that. So you're already teaching me something. Um, so whoever kind of wants to talk about this, but what do you guys typically do during a class period? I, um, usually during class period, or Ms. Conlon, if you want to go, but, um, like during class periods, we've been doing a lot of writing recently, but in the fall, it was just like diving into research, reading through letters and yearbooks and the master of the gunnery and the green book and just all different materials that we were finding, just, um, trying to like wrap our heads around all the content that's down there and like how we want to dive into it. Yeah, in the fall... In the fall term, we work really hard on like developing research questions and then figuring out how to use the archives to find answers to those. So like going through, as Georgie said, yearbooks, letters, um, there's um, lots of files from previous headmasters times. We have um, school catalogs, school newspapers going all the way back to the 1880s. Um, so there's lots of information in all sorts of different places um, and a lot of old handwriting to decipher. So that's what we do a lot of in the fall term when we're researching. I also, um, like Georgie mentioned, we read The Master of the Gunnery and I really enjoyed it. Um, I think everyone who's a student or just anyone should read it, but um, I probably wouldn't have read it otherwise. And it gives you a lot of insight. Um, on how the school kind of came to be and on Mr. Gunn. So that was really interesting for us to read. Are the archives? We also, we, sorry, we also have talked about like how to do citations and just like the logistics of everything and how to actually get like get into the researching and the writing and everything, um, which has been really useful just going forward in life. I feel like I've learned a lot about like how to look at statistics and how to write the citation and how to find the letter or whatever it is that I'm looking for. Yeah, it, there's a lot of um, like college prep type stuff. So we really work on research and writing skills that um, the gun scholars will use next year when they're writing papers um, at the college level. Okay, um, so where are the archives? Are they downstairs in the library? Yes. So, you know, the um, stairway that is next to the quiet room that goes down to the lower level um, of the arc of the library. And that's where the archives are located. That's so cool. OK, um, so this is a question for Holly and Georgie. What made you want to be gun scholars? Um, I can answer that one first. So um, I heard about it last year and I honestly before last year, I didn't really know 
what it was before my junior year just because I don't know I probably but um I just wanted to take on a new challenge and especially the whole idea of like learning about our school's history and all I mean I knew the archives have been there and I just really always wanted to kind of dive into the archives so I was interested in it I wanted to take a new challenge on for my last year here and I think it's also really cool because I get to make a lasting impact because my work will be you know read by other gun scholars and in the archives so kind of a mixture of a couple things but um once I heard about it I was I was like I really want to do this yeah kind of building off what Holly said for me I coming last year as a junior I knew that I hadn't had as much time as everybody else to like invest myself into school and like show how much that I love it and show much how much I appreciate it and so when I heard about it through like Robin and um, Grace last year just hearing about their projects and like hearing Robin talk about the process of doing it I was like oh that sounds really interesting but really hard and like really difficult and then in the spring when I was trying to figure out a way that I could like invest myself and like make a longer lasting impact as Holly said during my senior year um, it came to my attention and it also seemed like it was a thing that I could also tie my outside interest into it. So it was like diving into the school and investing myself in the school while also being able to explore new things and explore like my previous interests and all of that at the same time. Great. Thank you. Um, so Mrs. Conlin, um, how can students become gun scholars? Um, so it's the application process actually just opened this week um, for rising seniors. So anyone in the junior class can apply. Um, we do keep it very small, partly because the archives is small. If you've been down there, we only have um, basically enough for like four to six people. And um, so the process is pretty easy. You can come talk to me and we have a series of conversations, um, you and your advisor, and um, put together a put, put bleh, sorry, you put together a proposal um, that talks about what you hope to research, what you know about it already, and what kind of um, questions you could answer based on like within the archives itself and what that can add to our collection. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, the um, next year's Gun Scholars will be announced at the Rooted Research Conference at the end of April. I think it is the 20th and 21st this year. So, Can you describe what the Rooted Research thing is? Yes. So last year, it's been going on for a couple of years, but it's always been a standalone um conference on say like a Sunday morning where the gun scholars present their findings and we've opened it up to other students in the region who are also doing place-based research to talk about their findings. Last year, Mr. McMahon brought in this amazing group from Mamoronic High School that does a four-year civics program that's kind of like our civic change maker program and they um spend the first couple years researching a community problem and then their last two years implementing it. So it kind of felt like a natural fit. And this year we're going to 
have a joint CJD and Rooted Research weekend. So Friday night, um, two of our gun scholars will present and at least one civic change maker, maybe two, and then some students from Mamoronic will present. And then on Saturday morning, the students from Mamoronic are going to do a workshop for our juniors about how they can create their civic change maker projects in different ways of getting into the community. And then the rest of the gun scholars and our civic change makers will present throughout the morning, which will be open to some families as well, because it's also a parent's day. So it'll be a really nice way of highlighting lots of programs that we can do our rising juniors will be able to do next year. Great. Thank you. Um, so Holly and Georgie for your end of the year, projects how long are you guys expecting those to be or what are the guidelines for that yeah so we're still kind of right now we're really focusing on our writing just because um we have to so we haven't really focused on that too much yet but um i'm sure i'll have more information soon but i think mrs Conlon could also yeah i can i can jump in on that so the the research paper is usually between seven and 10,000 words. Um, don't worry, you guys are all on track. Oh, I thought, I thought she was, um, I thought you were asking what the end of year, like, I, presentation. Either or. <laughs> and I think, and then the presentation is like a 15 minute ish, 15 to 20 minutes, um, going through your research, but that, one is much more visual, obviously. So there's that's where the um, students get to bring in a lot of the um, images that they find related to their project that don't necessarily make it into the paper itself, but they can still highlight their research that way. Perfect. Um, that sounds really fun. Or at least a good time commitment. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so do you, so is that the only kind of daily assignment you kind of give on a day or is there any you know assessments throughout the year to see what you've learned or is that really the um so we the major piece of the grading each term is their end of term project so in the fall that is um an annotated outline where they really take their research and input it into an outline and figure out what their paper is going to look like in the winter it's writing a draft of the paper and then in the spring it's the um um giving the presentation but we do have homework throughout the year we do like holly said we read the master of the gunnery and had class discussions on that throughout the course of the fall term um winter is short so we really dig really deep into writing and we have classes where we talk about things like thesis statements and outlines and you know paragraphing and how to best make that work in a research paper but the bulk of the winter in terms of workload is just writing perfect um so how much and this is for whoever wants to answer um how much of the archives would you consider or maybe you don't know, but how much would you guess are un, ungone through, at least recently, if that makes sense? 
Um, that's probably a me question. So <laughs> the, um, so our archives were created by um, a woman named Paula Krimsky, who was um, the wife of an alum and a local resident. She's actually related to um, our third headmaster um, and that family. So they have a lot of family papers and she was really interested in the history. So as she worked at the school, she started collecting pieces of our history and really gathering it all together and created this. So she knew everything that was in there. Um, Over the last few years, there's certain sections that get really heavily used. Like our, um, our yearbooks get used all the time. Our photograph collections are used really heavily. Um, Mrs. Clement, when she writes her bulletin, gives me really fun research projects where she has an article idea and then we dig through and we find all sorts of stuff that um, maybe we kind of knew were there but didn't know exactly what was in them. But there's always something new to find. I just, the other day, going through the stray shot, um, I was finding fun pictures of the cabin on Frisbee Road that I could send off to the outdoor um, leadership team for them to use wherever they could. Um, So there's always things to discover. Even the gun scholars every year will discover stuff that we didn't know really what, you know, we might've known it was there, but not really what was in it. That's so cool. Okay. Um, How, so this is, maybe a question for Georgie and Holly, how big of a time commitment would you say it is to be a gun scholar and who would you kind of recommend should do this? So you definitely, okay, sorry. You definitely have to be like interested and willing to, you know, do the work. So I'm not saying like, you know, it's not, you have to, be invested in it but um it's definitely a lot like I feel like everyone thinks it's really daunting which it can be and like strays away from it because it's scary but I found that um through all the guidance I've had and just how like interesting and compelling the research is I've actually like have loved to do it and if you space your time out well it's not like any more of a time commitment than any of your other classes um I would say I mean depends on the person but you know if you're invested and you have good time management and especially because we get a a lot of guidance um it's definitely not like a huge really difficult um task yeah I'd say um if anything it's just like difficult to know when you have all the information that you want and like difficult nitty-gritty things to do like that but like I think that if you're a problem solver and like like Holly said like you have to be willing you have to have the desire to write the paper like don't don't do it just for an application don't do it to prove something like do it because you're interested in it do it because it's something you want to do um otherwise it's going to be painful but like like Holly said once you're in the writing and you're writing it's like it's so interesting and so cool just to be able to put it all together yeah great that sounds great um so is there anything that I missed or anything that anyone wants to add I don't think so that was that was everything I had thinking of Daisy thank you 
I, I guess like I just want to add to clarify like anyone who's listening to this um if you're a student and you're thinking of becoming a gun scholar definitely apply because I just I really love it and I think it's something I wish everyone I wish everyone gets to look through our archives we have really cool history but yeah just definitely put yourself out there and try it if you're interested yeah and I think to Holly's point there the archives are really interesting and even if you're not interested in becoming a gun scholar but you are interested in our history or a particular thing or you have a relative who went that you want to look up their yearbook like come talk to me because we can we can open up um the archives for people to do research and not just for gun scholar um for lots of reasons and there's that just benefits everyone because the more people use them the more we find that are really neat things that we can share that's so cool thank you Thank you so much for doing yeah. this, Daisy. Yeah, thank yeah, you, thank so you guys so much. Thank you. Um, I'll see you guys later. Bye. Yeah, that's good. Thanks, Daisy. Bye. 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 Thank you. Thank you for listening to our podcast. For more information, go to www.gogun.org or find us on our Instagram at frederickgun1850.